0: Welcome to the New North Podcast, where we investigate the unique sounds and perspectives of exploratory musicians. My name is Joe O'Connor and I'm a member of the New North Artistic Committee, along with Andy Butler and Callum Gaffray. New North is a platform for musicians who push boundaries in their areas of practice. This podcast is a companion to our concert series, which celebrates the amazing work of musicians and sound artists, both established and emerging, who make and present work on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Head to newnorthmusic.online for information about upcoming events, links to recordings from previous concerts and information about our Emerging Artists Commission. You can also like New North on Facebook and follow new underscore north music on Instagram for regular updates about our activities including our upcoming concert Afterglow, which is at Brunswick Mechanics Institute on February 24th. Previous episodes have begun with an example from an artist performance at New North, but today I'm interviewing Abby Sunborn in the lead-up to the premiere of her new work. To give you a taste of her wonderful approach to sound collage, you've heard the opening of Abby's piece Tide, Tide, for my friend, and there's also a longer excerpt at the end of the episode, from a piece called Wreathed Time. It's just over a week before New North's next concert, Afterglow, which is long awaited. Uh, It was due to go ahead in October last year, but uh, here we are in February doing our final preparations for the event. Uh, It's certainly worth the wait, I think though, because it's a wonderful program and we're really looking forward to sharing uh, the work that's being developed right now with an actual audience. And that'll be at Brunswick Mechanics Institute starting at 7.30 on Thursday, the 24th of February. Afterglow will feature three sets. One will be by James McLean, and he'll be, pre- be presenting his amazing music for solo drums. Uh, James is it's such a unique performer, a really powerful and virtuosic performer, and he's developed a, a solo voice on the instrument, which is, is really innovative. Um, we'll also be presenting a new work that I'm developing um, with double bassist Helen Sforbida and Brisbane-based percussionist and sound artist, Tim Green. And that's a work I've been working on for probably almost six months now. Um, it's a, an idea that, that um, I've wanted to do for quite a while, which is to build a piece around um, the durations of a life drawing session. So there'll actually be a life model at the event, and um, anyone who attends is uh, invited to, to draw, hopefully make some art. Um, we'll see how that goes. The final set, and really most pertinent to this interview, is the unveiling of our very first New North Emerging Artists Commission. And I'm thrilled today to be talking to Abby Sunborn, who's um, been busy working away at this for almost six months now. So welcome to the New North podcast.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: It's a pleasure. Um, so the first thing I, I'd like to talk about is actually a little bit about your musical background. Um, so what got you into music?
1: Um, I guess it depends how deep you want to go. <laughs> I know, it's such, it's such it's a like good question. It's, it's sort
0: of, it should be simple, but often it's multi-layered and there's yeah. many angles. So, um, I'll leave it very open for you, um, to start with. And, and
1: um, so I guess I grew up in Northcote, which mm-hmm. had a lot of music around and my parents both really like music, um... And, yeah, I started playing cello in primary school because my friend played it. And then I stopped – I played for a bit, then stopped, and then picked up guitar. And then it was just always – like, we had instruments at our house because my dad and brother played guitar. So I was always kind of just fiddling with instruments, which was really nice. (laughs) Um, And then I kind of – I didn't – i think what with the like learning with ameb and like in an academic situation i found it like i couldn't really express myself and then i think through kind of um like having friends that were musicians and like doing it for like a form of self-expression that's when i kind of was like oh it's really amazing (laughs) for Mm. that and just like finding your voice and stuff um And then, so, I got into, when I was in high school, I was, like, doing cello at school and stuff. Um, But I also started going to, like, these raves and park (laughs) parties that were on. Um, (laughs) Because I had, yeah, friends, and I was dating someone that, like, used to just put on, um, like, raves, and, like, everyone used to kind of, like, sneak out and like go to them <laughs> which was really fun and then I ended up just getting like I think my nature is to like get really sucked into things and just mm. become really obsessed when I like yeah and then so I just got really into raving and um experimental music and I kind of went into like noise and like pretty heavy <laughs> mm. <laughs> was obsessed with it. Like, Japanese noise music um. <laughs> yeah. I,
0: mean, I, I don't know I don't know a lot of it but you know I've, I've come across a little in my time and it's full on <laughs> yeah
1: it's so I just I mean I was going through a bit of a hard time so that was kind of mm-hmm. but then it was great because I was doing cello and then I was kind of like working out how I was like going out and listening to music and kind of like getting more and more connected to it I think I kind of became more connected to my cello again because I mm. think there was like a disconnect that kind of happened when I was learning it just because I kind of it wasn't it kind of I think I kind of was doing it for maybe like not myself or something mm. like it was I think it's pretty common
0: you know yeah. for, for kids though and even being um a music teacher now like mm. I'm often teaching students thinking you know what's the best way yeah. to actually shape that early interest because you know, some kids need so much structure, but then mm. they're not—they're not really necessarily discovering stuff for themselves and finding yeah. that. Enough. So I think it's actually you know really cool that yeah. <laughs> you might have gone on this um, um this this sort of um, winding pathway yeah. to where you, you are now. But um, you know, one of the the interesting things that comes out of that though is you know you brought up. Um, uh, you know these other interests you have—noise mm-hmm. and um, and going to raise and experimental um, music—and mm-hmm. um, and some of that stuff is super different to what I've heard of your work. Yeah. You know, I mean, I can see <laughs> yeah. the link, but um, so your practice now—you know—how would how would you um, say that you've arrived at that point where there's actually you know a lot of kind of delicacy and it's very mm-hmm. very kind of um, patient
1: mm-hmm.
0: and calm. You
1: I guess because like in those environments I kind of found like this real peace within it like it was kind Mm. of like I kind of went and just used to like shut my eyes and I think with like being able to follow I think rave music and listening to DJs that I really kind of allured me into it and it's before I knew nothing about like electronic music or how Mm. it was made so I didn't have this, like, analytical mind, which is, like, I'm still trying to, like, turn it off sometimes when I go and listen to music. Um, But, yeah, they kind of... You could play a couple of sets that I saw were just, like, four-hour lengths, and then you, like, shut your eyes and you just, like, follow the sound for, like, four hours, and it's, like, really meditative. Um, Yeah. And, yeah, and I think that feeling of, like... Yeah, just following sound for that long. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's I suppose yeah. very similar to something like, um, you know, Feldman or something yeah. like that, which is like four hours of just this sort of immersion, and, mm-hmm. and and which in some respects might be closer to what, what yeah. you're doing now, you know, that sort of very sort of slow and spacious approach sometimes. Yeah. Um, an interesting point that you, you brought up there is um, this idea of, of that kind of analytical brain, and you know. Um, the more you get into music, the more you, you know, you sort of filter everything through like mm. what you can extract from, what can you, you can use. And I, I think some of, um, some of my most special musical experiences came from not knowing what was going mm. on, you know, and having this sort of wonder, yeah, um, which is kind of harder to recapture, mm. you know, the more experience you get bec- because you have so many more systems, I suppose, for, mm. um, for,
1: for understanding stuff. Yeah. Okay that's actually been really interesting with this process of the last section of what I'm making in this composition. Mm. Cause I kind of was like, I do lots of like graphic scores and was trying to work out like the shape and how, um, yeah, Judith's part will re- like our, yeah, our parts will intertwine and mm. like have this relationship. And I was just doing heaps of drawings, and then I'm like, oh, maybe it's just taking away. And then anyway, I sent her kind of just these demos, and she's mm. just come back with her part. And I was just like, oh, like she's not overthinking. She's just <laughs> she's, doing <it. laughs> she's doing it, and it just felt like so. Yeah. So now it's just interesting because I think it's like interesting because your body is like your brain as well, mm. and I think I need to just trust yeah. that.
0: Yeah, that's, that's a really funny one. Um, oh, by, by the way, for anyone who's listening, um, uh, we're talking about Judith Hammond, who's um, <laughs> Abby's um, cello teacher, I suppose, but kind yeah, of mental, mentor. Like, yeah. She's like an angel <laughs> <laughs> in my life. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and Judith is contributing a little bit to part of your pieces, and like with yeah. with pre-recorded sort of tape track. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing yeah. that. I'm sure it'll be beautiful.
1: And she's like in Germany at the moment. Mm. Um. Because we've been doing like I, we've only ever like had Zoom oh, meetings because we've okay. both been in like in the lockdowns. We we're mm. both like in ISO and then, mm. um, yeah, and we just kept meeting every week. Both kind of taking turns of being locked down, mm. <laughs> which was really funny. I mean, it was funny to look back on. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'll I'll follow up a little bit more on that later. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what what your um what your kind of process is mm-hmm. um but maybe we will do a little bit of um um a shift now and talk about mm-hmm. the specific work that you're you're um beginning to prepare oh, so i shouldn't say beginning to prepare <laughs> how long almost <laughs> six months really yeah um so uh the the commission that, that abby's doing was um it was open to applications so we got some really um, great applications from from um, young artists doing lots of different things, it was actually really lovely to listen to all the submissions and read them and um, so many great ideas um, but one thing that really struck us about yours is that it that your approach seemed so focused and you seemed to have a, a really clear sense of what you were you know trying to achieve and it was coming across really strongly as well mm. um, and that initial concept you were, you talked about in your mm. application, you, you were talking about um, possibly using um, some sort of spatialization ideas with different mm. speakers and, um, and exploring loops and this kind of electroacoustic idea, having you know, the acoustic cello interacting with different sounds that would be moving around the room and stuff. Mm. Um, I, I think the idea has kind of shifted and developed as you've worked on it, but, um, but you, would you like to tell us a little bit about um, the, um, maybe what the initial spark was for the mm. work? You know, what, what sent you on that track?
1: I guess well I actually kind of started thinking about um like installation and stuff when I was in clubs actually because <laughs> they'd have sometimes like spatial speakers and then I kind of had these like thoughts and I was like oh my god it's wild that like we're all just submerged in sound right now and I just <laughs> like that was really interesting and then how there's heaps of kind of sound design and like the electronic music, um, and then I kind of. Oh, so I guess it wasn't initial spark. It was kind of like maybe a lead on to everything that I've been thinking sure. about. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, and like with the loop building process, that's been like a practice that I've just been mucking around with my cello. Um, it was kind of like after I found electronic music I was just like, okay, I'm getting a loop for my child and I'm just gonna like mm-hmm. muck around. Um and then that's been yeah. It's been nice and then with the add on with like my collage and stuff, mm-hmm. um of electronic music and then yeah, I guess it's like everything's kind of mushed and combined or something. Mm. So did that answer the question? Yeah, I'm not yeah. Sure. It's,
0: no, it's, it's <laughs> it did for sure. Like the, the idea of inspiration is a pretty funny one. Yeah. To, to me anyway, because, um, you know, so much of what... what I, I sometimes see artists talking about, I was so inspired by this or this. Mm. And for me, it's more just process. You know? mm. Like you go to work. And yeah. Things come out of that work, you know. Um, yeah. occasionally, though, you know, I'll hear a recording or something and just be like, Oh, wow, I yeah, mean, that's giving me all of these ideas, but
1: yeah,
0: um, yeah, but for me, it's kind of the same, you know. Yeah. It's um, um, yeah, it's it's often much less an inspiration or a particular spark mm. and, and more just like a continuation of exploration, yeah, um, yeah, very cool.
1: I feel like that, mm. even I was thinking about it, like, um. I've been... Like, even just with conversations that you have outside of it, you're like, oh, I love these themes that we're talking about in this. I'll bring yeah. it into, like, my music somehow or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, very cool. I, I think I am i don't do that so much, to be honest. <laughs> it's like music brain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Um, yeah, so I, I get the impression that the the work has shifted a little, you know, mm. ma- maybe focusing more on that loop, that looping yeah. kind of side of things rather than the the spatialized sound. Note. Does that yeah. sound right, or is it, is the spatialized sound more? It's more just like a two two speaker sort of spatialization with panning and stuff like
1: that. Yeah, it's got um like a little bit of pre recorded like mm. textures and stuff that um come in. And, like, yeah, have, like, that sense of automation space Mm. within the mixing. But, yeah, I think I've kind of really honed in on the, like, the progression over time, Mm. which has been good. Because it it was just, like, I think I was like, oh, my God, there's actually, like, three dimensions of sound that you have to kind of think about. Mm if mm. you do it with the space.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah, for which... sure. It's, yeah, it's another thing. It's right? a lot to learn. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was toying with doing that as well, but I, I haven't prob- yeah, probably yeah, yeah. seen the reasons. Um, but the way you're working, you know, it is such a nice way of doing things because I, I think, yeah, and this is something I'm, I'm sort of working through myself as well. It's mm-hmm. like, if you're trying to do something as a solo performer, you know, how do you um, capture or recreate something which, um, in a more of a studio context, you can kind of build up with different layers, and mm. you know, create something that feels very full and yeah. know, a, and kind of multi layered, and um, yeah, and using that that sort of tape track or mm. um, combined with loops and um, and yeah, um, yeah, any pre recorded stuff is, mm. is yeah, a yeah, nice way of, I, I think of, of translating that sort of more composed and, and filled out kind of texture to uh, my mm. work. So I'm really looking forward to oh. hearing it. You know? <laughs>
1: it's been so much. I think I'm just like... <laughs> I mean, it's good. I think I just I really lost myself in that a bit. <laughs> well, it's, it's good, yeah. you
0: know. It's, um, it's good to be immersed, even, <laughs> even <laughs> if it kind of means it's at the exclusion of, you know, other things. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and, and so one thing you did mention a moment ago was um uh what you you the role of kind of sketching or graphic scores and that sort of thing in the way that, that you're working. Um Yeah, would you like to expand on that a little bit? Because it's it's quite I think quite an interesting thing. It sounds like um, the way you're working you're actually kind of working in different mediums even though sound is maybe the final result you know mm-hmm. and I've seen a couple of sketches you've done in there. Mm. Like fascinating I don't know how they relate to the sound but um would you like to talk <laughs> a little bit about how they relate for you
1: um well I guess drawing was just always this I had picked it up in ISO because um yeah well I mean actually I've always I kind of started drawing just at um when i was going to music events because like when i became like really really obsessed i just bring like a notepad and just kind of like sketch what i thought the sound was doing Mm. um and thinking about it in yeah with like timber and like space and stuff um Mm. but i'm yeah i guess i'm just really interested in like the interaction of Sounds and, like, how their timbres like, affect each other mm. and, like, camouflage with each other. And... Oh, sorry, this is, like, such <laughs> a tangent from... No, 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 no it's, it's, it's good. Because I think, you know, some of
0: this music that, you know, the, mm. that you're creating and, and the other artists who you present mm. create, it, it can be so... Um, strange you know Mm. if if you're not really immersed in that world and you're not familiar with the sound so i think anything actually that is a different way of thinking about it Mm. can be really you know really enlightening Mm. actually you
1: know yeah um yeah it's been really interesting and then with the drawings that's been kind of like i think because i've never had pressure on my drawing practice at all like there's never been like With music, I feel like I've got all this, like, (laughs) teachers being like, you know, do this. Like, (laughs) (laughs) really, like, do your homework. Just for yourself or something. Yeah, and it's always Mm. been, like, just, like, an intuitive thing. And I'm like, I've never really thought to share it or anything. Mm. Um, I'm still... I'm getting to that point with music now, Mm. which feels good. But I had to kind of go in this, like, other way to get to the... Just doing it for pleasure or, Mm. like... Not having so much pressure.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's such a funny thing, isn't it? That, um, you know, music is, uh, well, I suppose any art really, if you're doing it, um, really seriously, is this weird mix of of kind of very personal and and, um, you know, almost like a passion project or something. Mm. But then, you know, when that also becomes something that's part of your career, mm-hmm. there's this really tricky kind of line um, to tread I think between you know being sort of um, just driven by your own kind of interests and desires mm. but then being aware of everything that's happening around you in a scene and what's you know what's kind of what's trendy and mm. what's um, what people are responding to and you know what, what um, is getting people opportunities yeah, as well sometimes yeah. it's such a tricky thing to work out mm. you know what your most honest mm. expression is I think and, and it's something I see a lot with um, I mean I, I've sort of experienced some of this stuff myself kind of going through different phases mm. and um, and I'm sure I'm still in some phase now mm. and I'll be doing something totally <laughs> different in a couple of years time but um, but I think yeah you know it's, it's good to hear that you feel like you're arriving at this point mm. where what you're feeling, what you're doing feels true and yeah. You know, um,
1: but yeah I mean and then I can see the other side of that I'm like oh but it's like a moment in time and like I'm a changing person <laughs> but, That's always the yeah. case though but I think
0: that's one of the nice things about about these works is that they actually do capture something which mm. years down the track you can go back and you can think well it's not where I am now mm. but I'm glad that was captured because
1: yeah, you know
0: I was really in it at that time yeah. and, and you know there's recordings of mine from years ago mm. where I listen back and I think, well I couldn't actually do that now and it's kinda of yeah, cool, you know. And I, I yeah. stand by it even if I wouldn't do the same thing mm. today. Um and I'm sure you'll you'll think that yeah. way about some of this stuff, you know. It's so um maybe even like looking at an old photograph or something, yeah. you know, like um yeah. Yeah it captures something that you know that um Yeah that is sort
1: of special and transient and Yeah yeah it's really um I'm just kind of getting to this point now in my practice that I've actually got like a body of work which Mm. feels like really weird like Mm -hmm. I'm like I just I mean like all my like through lockdown I just kind of just that was my coping Mm -hmm. I think to just like make art Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like submerge myself into it but, so it's really weird. I'm like, oh, this, did I do this? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> funny.
0: That, that <laughs> term body of work as well. i I listened to a couple of visual art podcasts mm. and... Um, visual artists are always talking about their body of work, mm-hmm. and I'm going to start a new body of work. I've created
1: a body of work, but but, it's like, <laughs> yeah. but it, it is
0: true though that you know you develop a track record, and and you know yeah. you actually have this sort of survey of all different. I think I got yeah. that
1: term from a visual artist. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was just thinking like but
0: <laughs> probably probably because visual artists all the time they're talking about bodies of work, and I've i always wondered exactly what does that mean. You know, like it's. Um, because I get the impression they talk about a body of work as being something. It's not like every work they've ever done. It seems yeah. to me they're talking about like a particular set of works, yeah. almost like an exhibition yeah. that, that express a particular theme or a particular moment or something. Yeah. I suppose we, you know, a lot of musicians treat albums mm, kind of like yeah. that, don't they? You know? um,
1: Maybe kind of just like a closing. It's almost like a ceremony around this mm. like time that you spent with the workers. I, mm. like, I don't know. <laughs> I think you're right there. I think it's like kind of marking,
0: it. marking a particular, yeah. um, a, a particular phase or a particular set of interests. And, yeah. Um, so um, we had a, an interesting chat the other day um, about. Um, so earlier we were talking about Judith and her mm. role. You know, she, she's um, pre-recorded some stuff, right? Yeah. Um, so. Uh, we had this interesting chat the other day, and I thought I'd bring it up because it, mm. it's it's interesting to think about. And that was you were sort of grappling with um, whether to in have Judith actually recording stuff or whether to mm. do it all yourself. Because mm. um, uh, of the sense that maybe you wanted the work to be all yours, yeah. you know, all of your sounds. And, mm. um and you know, so many, um, so many artists do most of their work collaboratively. You mm-hmm. know, if anything, solo work for many of us is the, mm-hmm. um, um, you know, is the exception rather yeah, than yeah. the rule. Um, so, um, I suppose the idea of ownership then is something mm. that that um, is sort of specific to different types of work. Um, what what um helped you arrive at that choice to you know to include judith and how does that change your concept of what the work is
1: well i guess i mean i really because i really wanted her because she's just like kind of passed down she's quite brilliant as well (laughs) yeah she's amazing and she's just like being this like such a a force that's like Mm. yeah it's yeah I'm so, I don't even know, I think I was kind of stressing because I was just like I guess the the thing that I was grappling with probably more so was like as soon as you get someone else to play your music because I've never had anyone play anything that I've Mm. written or, and I was kind of a bit, I'm like oh what happens when you yeah like what happens because it's like them playing it and like, is it like whose is it then? Because mm. I kind of want her to have her own voice, but I don't want to. Like it's like almost like a, a political problem in this way that you want them to like have their most honest expression. I guess mm. it's kind of.
0: But also be honest too. Exactly what you want. <laughs> yeah, them <to> exactly.
1: Because <laughs> yeah. I was kind of like, oh, I really. I mean. It's, I felt so good when I like heard her think. Yeah, I kind of, like, oh, cried. <laughs> I was feeling really stressed about it all. And yeah, I was like, oh, she's not amazing. She's, yeah. yeah.
0: It's such a funny thing though, because people who are working in more of like a traditional kind of classical mm. um, scored context, I think there's such a, um, um, uh, what's the word? There's such an understanding about how, different roles are empowered in different mm. ways, you know, like, and not necessarily all positive either. Like mm. I think there is a tradition of the composer being considered, you know, like almost like the isolated genius and yeah. the performers are just the schmucks who like, you know, it's do okay. the grunt work yeah. or something. And, you know, I think these things you're grappling with are actually, it's really good that you're thinking about mm. it in that way because, um, you know, no person's contribution is just, in service of you, yeah, you know, it has to be kind of collaborative and based on understanding and, mm. and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, it, yeah. it is yeah. tricky that um, the piece I'm developing for next Thursday as well, you mm. know, has that um, kind of tension built, mm. built in yeah. with it because um, um, you know the works of s- most of them has kind of started with things that I've spent quite a lot of time developing that really kind of create at least the beginnings of the sound world, and then um, uh, Tim Green, who's, um, you know, we've worked a lot together in different ways over mm. the years, is in Brisbane, so obviously he's not part of the live performance at, at the moment, but um, uh, he contributed tape tracks, and, and for me, they really transformed some mm. of those works, you know, they took them in, uh, into a different place which I hadn't planned, and so, yeah. you know, super important creative input mm. that, that, um, that has to be acknowledged yeah
1: um, and it's so beautiful like it's been a process of like surrendering mm. I think because I've been mm. like I've I guess my music that I've made by myself is only ever so I'm kind of just getting used to sharing it mm. <laughs> mm. it's really like yeah it's like surrendering it to go in its own mm. like path it has its own life or something it to
0: happen in the world yeah and I wonder you know uh you know, the more work you actually do share, and the more mm. performance you do do, I, I wonder if, um, uh, if that process will get easier. Yeah. You know. Um. We've talked a bit about Judith and her role, kind of shaping mm. your performance, but there's uh, another person who has mm. also been part of your creative team, mm-hmm. I suppose, a sounding board, and that's um, James Rushford, who's, um, such an amazing artist, and yeah. um, and I'm really curious as well to hear, um. How you work together and, and yeah. what he brought to the project.
1: Um, so it's been really cute <laughs> because <laughs> Judith and James like they hadn't seen each other. Oh, this is like a ten. I just No, no it's, it's cool, but uh, they, but yeah.
0: they're used to working. Yeah. So I saw. I think the first yeah. time I saw both of them work was in Golden Fur, like. Yeah. Many years ago, ten years ago now, I think.
1: Yeah so judith and james they work together um and are, like best friends and then so judith was overseas and then i met james through this like mentorship through this project and then halfway through his flown to meet judith and then now they're together and like i'm still kind of completing the project with both of them but they've like Mm. together which is really really nice yeah um and i um yeah i've had two sessions with james which have been like um yeah it's just like great the and i found i found this find this whenever i connect with like an artist or something that just give you like a piece of your puzzle and it just makes sense mm. um yeah and that's been really good like just being able to bounce things off him mm. and he's yeah he's very um yeah very inspiring um yeah my brain's drifted but yeah that's been really nice i'm gonna mm. have another session with him Tonight and show him, oh, cool. um, which will be good because he hasn't heard the last section of it. Um, yeah. And then tomorrow I'm meeting with Judith again, and we're going to talk about it. I had like a play over what she sent me, which yeah. was really nice. Um, yeah, it's made. I feel like a lot more less stressed about how it's yeah. all. I uh, was so like yeah a bit anxious about it
0: oh it sounds um it sounds like you're super prepared (laughs) (laughs) way more prepared than i am for next week i'm still working out what i'm doing you know so Mm. yeah um so one thing i did want to ask you about is if um if you've got any projects that are coming up or performances that you want people to know about
1: um so i just started a band with Callum and Helen, and we've just, like, started, like, a oh, little... J- yeah. Yeah, great. Mm. And that's been so fun. We're just doing... Yeah, it's, it's kind of funny, dark, and, like, yeah, kind of beautiful. Like, we've had mm. a couple of just jams, and we've, like, barely spoken. Mm. Um, but that's felt really good. So we're, I think we're going to do, like, a little recording um, in a church... Which is cool. wild. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Callum has access to a church somehow. Um,
0: yeah. Well, he <laughs> did that thing with Pat. Yeah. Pat Jamby in the church, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that would be really fun. I love like, yeah. They, I, yeah. I'm just the nice people. Yeah, <laughs> I've got like really great people around me. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good um yeah it feels so music is great Um, (laughs) and then i've got um what else i'm doing like a a gig at um with this these people called at house which they were kind of i met them through like raving and stuff Mm. um and they've kind of they used to just throw like parties like techno parties but now they're kind of curating um more um yeah experiment or like yeah experimental music um Mm. and that's gonna be at the convent which Mm. will be really nice um do you know the date it's with um oh it's on the 5th of March cool oh super soon yeah and there's a um yeah the lineup's really interesting um yeah kind of i think yeah it's interesting with this world of kind of experimental because people can enter it at such Mm. different different ways Mm. oh yeah for sure i found that really interesting um yeah and knotting and also sizzle sigil dreck fuck I can't I don't sorry (laughs) I just swore I don't know yeah what an explicit language yeah (laughs) Um. (laughs) I'll
0: beep it actually that'll be more fun I'll I'll get some really crazy beep sound
1: yeah be a Tarquin Manek, which he does that experimental um, clarinet Um, Hmm. which will be good and then I've got back to uni and yeah so I think I'm just going to yeah
0: (laughs) be a student for a while be a student um so i have one last question for you and it's it's a little bit of a weird question but um uh, i tend to ask it in in all these interviews because the answers are always interesting and that is you know we we get so close to the music Mm. that we make you know um it's in our heads and Mm. you know ideas are all swirling around but um and I think sometimes it's it's difficult for us to hear our own music mm. um, as it is. You know, yeah. because we're always we're always kind of thinking mm. about it critically. But um but imagine for a moment that you are um sitting in the audience, mm. listening to your piece for the first time, as if you've never heard it. Um describe how you imagine your speir- experience of these sounds would be.
1: I probably I mean, I've kind of noticed this in myself when I sit down and listen to, like, long-form music, you have to kind of surrender yourself into that space of time Mm. because it requires a lot of patience to really feel it, I think. Um, But, I mean, I guess... Yeah, I think it would just be really calming. It kind of is quite emotional, and, like, when Judith comes in, it's like really
0: nice <laughs> you have to keep it together
1: you know. I think I might cry like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's okay though you know like you're allowed it's your
1: gig <laughs> you cry if you want to um, yeah like I think um, it's kind of like an unraveling and it kind of yeah I'd probably say an unraveling expansion and then it kind mm-hmm. of expands and then kind of gets more grounding and like Judith really has helped me suck the energy, or mm. suck it into, like, a closing thing. Like, it mm. kind of opens and then closes. Mm. Um, mm. So I'm not... Yeah.
0: It sounds beautiful, man. i mean. looking <laughs> <laughs> <Pretty laughs> forward to it. Everyone should buy a ticket so they can experience <laughs> that. Kind of themselves. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks yeah. for the chat. It's been super lovely, and, um, and I'm looking forward to seeing you and your music next
1: Thursday at Brunswick Mechanics. Thank you. It's a nice talking to you. My
0: pleasure. It was great to sit down with Abby and talk through some of the ideas that have been informing this piece that she's developing, which I'm sure will be a really beautiful work. It's going ahead at our concert Afterglow, which is on the 24th of February, which is a Thursday evening. And it'd be great to have a wonderful audience there to celebrate the unveiling of this first commission. To find out more information about this event, the other artists performing, and of course links to tickets, like us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at new underscore north underscore music. And to finish this episode, we'll have an excerpt from Abby's piece, Wreathed Time. Until next time, thank you.